Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast, or welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I am so incredibly excited to have you here today because today's topic of conversation is something that I've personally worked through myself and so many of my clients have worked through it as well. And this is all about emotional eating and breaking free of emotional eating. But before we dive into today's topic, I did just want to mention that obviously yesterday was Valentine's Day, which is fabulous. It's exciting. I don't necessarily celebrate Valentine's Day. To be honest, I couldn't think of anything worse than being in a restaurant with 100 other couples, just saying. I could like go out and celebrate love any other night of the week. But what I do think Valentine's Day is really important for is showing love. But I want you to actually think of it in a way in how you can show love to yourself. So what is something that you can schedule in for yourself and show up to show yourself that, hey, I actually do respect you. I actually do have a level of acceptance and love for you and treat yourself as if you would treat somebody else that you love, because so often you will probably be giving so much out and so much to so many other people, yet you don't actually treat yourself like that. You don't give back to yourself. And so if this day can be anything, I think it needs to be a reminder that you too deserve to be loved by yourself. Because at the end of the day, like this is it. This is your one body. This is your one mind. And if you can't be your own hype girl, if you can't actually show up for yourself and back yourself 100%, nobody else is coming to do it for you as well. Like we need to learn to not always seek validation through everybody else. And that starts with just small, tiny actions of self-love and self-care. So book yourself in to whatever it is that pops your cut back up and is a form of self-care for you. So just a little reminder on that, but today's topic. So breaking free from emotional eating. So first off, I want to talk to like what even is emotional eating. So emotional eating is pretty much the practice of using food to cope with emotions rather than to specifically satisfy hunger. So for those who actually engage in emotional eating behaviors, They use food to comfort themselves, relieve stress, distract themselves from negative emotions, all of that kind of stuff. For me, it was 100% to cope through anxiety, stress, and to really feel that level of comfort, right? Because emotional eating happens. Food is there. It's easy. It's accessible. It's convenient. And it is a source of comfort, especially when, you know, we're feeling really overwhelmed or upset. Eating can and is proven to actually release endorphins in the brain. So it temporarily boosts your moods. And it does relieve stress for that period of time. But, but there is a but, this behavior can become a habit and a way of coping with emotions. And one of the things that I see is when we constantly use food to cope with our emotions, like the emotional eating, it's almost like brushing those emotions under the rug, right? Like it's just a band-aid approach to it. We're not actually allowing ourselves to process those emotions and release them in another way. So Yes, emotional eating can provide temporary relief, but it also does often lead to the feelings of like guilt and shame. It can contribute to weight gain. It can contribute to eating disorders, other health problems as well. So it doesn't address that root cause of the emotions and therefore it actually doesn't provide long-term solutions for managing them. So this is where it's really, really important that we actually start to peel back these layers of 
oh, peel back, yeah, peel back the layers of the onion. That And that onion is our health journey, right? And these emotions that we have been bottling up. So just know that emotional eating, like you are not alone. It is normal. It is actually quite common. And there is help if you do feel like you are actually struggling with it. But today I do want to go over some healthy coping mechanisms, such as like mindfulness, self-care, stress management techniques, so that you can actually start to overcome emotional eating today and start to develop that really positive relationship with food and also yourself, which is really, really important. And it's also important to note that there is actually a line. So every single time you eat, it doesn't just have to be because you're physically hungry. There is times where you can eat to satisfy your mental state as well and that's okay food is a form of pleasure and we actually should really enjoy eating food however we need to be the ones in complete control over that rather letting food actually control us or you if that makes sense so i have what i want to do is i have four steps or four tips of how you can actually start to overcome emotional eating and how you can get started with doing this as well and I guess like also to put this into perspective, for those who do not know my journey, like like I mentioned, I have been there where I have emotionally eaten and I didn't feel in control. And it was very much this habit of I would get home from work. It would be like have been like a really stressful day or if I've had a stressful day, it would be straight to the cupboards. And that's literally how I would regulate my mood and my emotions. And I would eat like anything. It didn't even have to be anything specific. I would just stand there and just eat until it actually I started to register what I was doing. And then that's when those feelings of like guilt, shame, frustration start to come into play, which is like, it's it's a spiraling effect, right? Like it just, it's a snowball. And then you go down that deep hole of, oh my God, I'm never gonna do that again. I'm so bad, I can't X, Y, and Z. I'll never do it again. So there is a way to actually break free of that. Just so you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, which is absolutely amazing. So my tip number one is actually start to identify your triggers. So the very first step when it comes to overcoming emotional eating is to identify what triggers you to turn to food. So it could be stress, it could be boredom, it could be sadness, it could be anger, it could be any other emotion. But I want you to write these emotions down and the situations that actually trigger your binge eating or the emotional eating and overeating and try to be as specific as possible because the more aware you actually become of the patterns and recognize when you're reaching for food for emotional reasons, the more you are able to actually take back that control and overcome it. So with a lot of my clients, what we actually do is call the food in a mood journal. And this is where we start to pick up on those patterns that they have. More often than not, a lot of the patterns and habits are subconscious. Like it's just automatic for you to get home from work and head straight to the cupboards. Like you don't even recognize that you're doing, which it can be really challenging because you have to like unlearn that habit and then relearn a completely new habit of, oh yeah, completely new habit of, to put in place in your day. So it's really, really important that you start to become really self-aware and yes, it can actually feel really uncomfortable and it can feel a little bit challenging and confronting to recognize and realize what you're doing, what your patterns are, what your habits are. But until you actually become self-aware of them all, you're never going to be able to process them and you're never going to be able to work through them either. So that's really, really important. So first step is to actually start to identify your triggers, your habits, start to peel back those first few layers of the onion. Also, it's, it's really actually interesting to start to recognize like what are the specific emotions for you that then you turn to food for. My second tip is to start to actually practice mindfulness. Now, mindfulness can help you to tune into your hunger and your fullness signals. And again, it allows you to become a lot more self-aware, but this time you're becoming self-aware of the thoughts and the emotions. And this is whilst you're eating, before you're eating, all of that kind of stuff. So 
in order to practice more mindfulness is every single time you eat there needs to be an intention behind it so what i mean by this is you're not just standing in the cupboard or you're not just standing up at the kitchen bench you're not just standing there with the packet open there needs to be an intention so when every single time you eat you plate up everything onto the plate if you want to go back for more that's totally fine but just start by plating everything so you can see it you put the packets away and then you actually take your bowl or your plate away from the kitchen so you go to the couch you go to the dining table and you eat with intention then before you actually start eating i want you to recognize what you're about to have okay i'm about to have this peanut butter and jam sandwich delicious amazing i've got my bread i've got my healthy fats all of that kind of stuff and then between each bite or each mouthful, I want you to put your knife and fork down or put the sandwich down, whatever you're having, and actually start to pay attention. How is this food making you feel mentally and also physically? So, oh my God, mentally, it's delicious. This is really satisfying me. I'm feeling really mentally good eating this. Physically, my body, I have more energy now. Um, that headache that I had is starting to pass, all of that kind of stuff. Or it could be the opposite. It could be like, this food is making me think of, I'm still thinking about more food. It's not really doing it for me. I'm not really mentally satisfied after it didn't fill me up. I still feel really hungry. Like whatever it is, again, you want to become self-aware and by actually slowing down and really tuning into what you're having and how your body is responding to it is going to allow you to recognize where are you currently sitting on like a hunger and fullness scale physically and also mentally. Like and also how do those foods make you feel did you just eat it because you thought you had to or did it actually take you to that next level of mental satisfaction as well my third tip is to or step is to start to practice self-care and so i guess this kind of ties into what i mentioned at the start around it being valentine's day yesterday and doing something for yourself when you can actually start to practice self-care and find alternative ways to cope with your emotions it's going to be a complete game changer to you so this means showing up for yourself every single day and until you actually start showing up for your body and respecting it, your body's not going to respect you back, right? If you And until you change the narrative that you tell yourself and start to identify as somebody different, you're going to keep doing the same behaviors again and again and again. And one of the hardest things to hear when it comes to that is at the end of the day, you have control and you are the only one who can change because nobody wants to change as bad as you want to change for yourself right? Like nobody's coming to do the hard work for you. Nobody's coming to put the food in your mouth or not put the food in your mouth. Like you have to do that yourself. It all comes down from within you. And so this is why it's so important that you start showing up for you, for nobody else. Like, and I'm, I mean that in like a kind way, like, of course you can be there for other people. That's not what I'm saying, but it's almost like, you know, in the airplanes, when they go through the safety things and like, when the oxygen masks come down, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody else. This is the exact same thing. You have to show up for yourself and you have to have that self-love, self-acceptance, self-care for you before you can actually be there and expect yourself to be there for everybody else. Because if you're not the best and the healthiest version of yourself, you're not going to be able to be the best version and, and to help others the way that you actually want to help them. So self-care is so incredibly important. And this could be anything from exercise, meditation, journaling, talking to a friend, engaging in a hobby, booking yourself in for like a facial, a massage, getting your nails done. Like, I don't really care what it is as long as it actually tops your individual cup back up. The key is to find an activity that makes you feel really good, brings you joy, and then do it regularly. Like actually, what do you do in your life to have fun and sometimes you even have to think back to like when you're a child what did you do for fun did you paint did you roller skate like 
And how can you then incorporate similar sort of activities into your day? Because when you can have another outlet and you can have something that brings you joy, it's going to change your relationship with yourself and it's going to change your relationship with food. Because not only are you telling yourself that you care about yourself enough to do something that it enjoys and brings it a form of pleasure, but you're also telling yourself that food is not the only thing that is joyous in your life at the moment. So that is also really, really important to note and to start to show up for yourself in a way that feels really good and top your own cup back up. And again, when you start to fill your cup back up and show yourself that you actually care about yourself in all these other areas, it's going to impact how you actually fill your body with food because your body's not looking for that automatic outlet through food because you've actually regulated and processed your emotions in completely other ways as well. And then my fourth and final one is to actually seek support. So when it comes to emotional eating, it's not easy to overcome. And some days you might be like, oh my God, this is easy, this is great. And then the next day you aren't feeling amazing and the urge to emotionally eat or overeat or binge eat is really, really strong. So when I say seeking support, I don't mean you have to like go in and see a nutritionist specifically like this could even just be opening up to a friend or family member it could be you know going and seeing a nutritionist or a psychologist or whatever it is that you feel comfortable with a coach and starting to actually work through this but talking to somebody about your emotions and your binging and your overeating can really help you to feel heard it can help you to feel validated and it can give you that sense of accountability surrounding yourself with a really supportive network can also provide you with that encouragement and motivation as you actually work towards overcoming the emotional eating because it's not like you we have a switch in our mindset you're like oh great i want to overcome emotional eating let me just put the switch and i'm all good to go it doesn't work like that it would be fabulous and but it would be too easy none of us would be here in the first place right it does not work like that so you actually have to put in the reps you have to show up for yourself every day you have to put in the effort but if you want it bad enough you literally can achieve it 100 i have been through this journey i know if i can achieve it so many other people can achieve it and so many of my clients like hundreds of my clients have gone through this exact journey and they've come out the other end so yes i hope that like these four steps tips however you want it like you can either do them in order and i guarantee you but you don't have to do them in order but either way i guarantee if you start implementing some of these you're actually going to start to notice a difference in your emotional eating and your relationship with yourself and your relationship with food but you have to be the one who takes the action to actually implement them so often you know we listen to a podcast or we read a book and like yeah that's amazing that's fabulous but until you actually go and take the action you nothing's going to change So I want you to write down the top tip that really hit home for you today. And that's the exact one that I want you to go and start implementing and working on right up today. So I really hope that these like these tips, these steps, they do help you to overcome that emotional eating. Remember, it is a process. It may take time, but with practice and with patience, you honestly, you can develop a healthier coping mechanisms for your life and you can create that really positive relationship with food and yourself, which is amazing. And like I always say, when you actually overcome and transform your relationship with food and yourself, your entire life changes because you step into this next level version of yourself and it's so fucking powerful. Like it really, truly is. But anyway, that's all I have um, to talk to you about today, which is amazing. If you feel like these tips did help or if you know somebody who you feel like would really benefit from these tips, then please send them this podcast. Otherwise, do not forget to subscribe and leave me a review. But I will talk to you all soon in the next podcast very soon. Until then, you take care. Bye.